I would like to play a little tune I just composed not so long ago. Miss Billy, Miss Billy, Miss Billy Holiday. here and like every third Monday of the month I'm bringing you the music of my choice. It's Radio Laura 97.5 uh, megahertz or you can listen to us via web www.laura.ch and then there is this little uh, web radio in the corner that you can just click on and uh, you get uh, right now, what's going on on uh, Radio Laura? You get me, DJ Baby Monster, and give me a beat, of course. I'm apologizing ahead uh, for my voice, but uh, I had a very interesting weekend. I've spent it uh, in one of my favorite cities in the world, in Paris. Uh, I went to see the concert of Jay-Z because I just knew that in Paris the concert is going to be much better than here. I'm sorry, Zurich, but that's just the reality of the concert. And funny enough, in tonight's show, I'm also going to go back to Paris, but uh, back to the end of August, uh, end of August of 2013, of course, when I was uh, attending and reviewing one of my favorite festivals, at least in Europe, uh, Rock and Seine in Paris. It's my fourth year or fifth year, maybe, that I'm going, well, I keep on coming back to this festival. And it's kind of very easy, actually, to, to explain why am I coming back to this festival. It's because there is this really an amazing balance, perfect balance actually, of the lineup, amazing location just next to Paris so you can easily stay in Paris and take a metro, take one of the lines till the end station and you get there and of course one of the reasons is phenomenal organization every year Rock and Sand organizers always surprise me um, no they don't surprise me because I'm, I'm almost used to it but you know I always get reminded how a good organization of the festival has to be all my friends joined me this year on Rock and Sand and they were also really blown away by our organization so it's not only me it's not only uh, because I'm excited to be in Paris but it really is like this and last but not the least reason for this festival being so special is that the visitors of the festivals are not only stylish people, they don't have only a good sense of style, but they really know uh, their music. And actually, if there is an artist that the people like or they want to hear, they also come very early and they check out the bands. So sometimes some of the artists get surprised if they have an early gig and there is so many people, especially 
on the days when, for example, the weather is not so nice, you would think there will be uh, no person on uh, really early gigs. Maybe they're keeping their strength for later on, but not on Rock and Sand. On Rock and Sand, the people are true fans. They love music. They want to check new artists. And to be honest, this is the reason why I also go to the festival. Uh, so for me, it's very easy to be in a tune with the atmosphere. On top of all of this, as it's typical for Give Me a Beat and when I'm reviewing the festival, I'm also exploring, as I like to say, female factor of the festival. And I'm focusing on the female artist or band with a female vocalist or somehow female-related uh, bands and uh, female artists. And I try to catch all the gigs, not only for the female artist and Give Me a Beat, but also uh, all the other gigs of the bands that uh, I already know about and I'm really excited to see, or the bands that I never heard before, I never heard live maybe, and I just want to check them out and see if they're worth it. Because for anyone that knows me, knows that for me, actually live music is what it's all about. And uh, if the artist is great on the stage, I'm usually becoming a fan. There is an exception of few artists where I was very unpleasantly surprised with their performances, but those were the cases where there was a reason for that, either illness or something else. So I forgave those artists. And of course, there are the artists that are really crap on stage and there is no for forgiveness for being shitty on the live stage because nowadays anyone can fix their voices in a studio. But doing a great performance, it's what it's all about. I believe the future of music is in a live music and this is why for me it's very important uh, to support the artists that have a stage presence, know how to perform and in general sound really good live. So in tonight's show, I'm going to try to give you more impression about the festival and you give you an overview of uh, maybe mention some other bands that I've seen. But my main focus is going to be on uh, three artists uh, that I had a chance to not only see, but also interview. So I'm going to talk about uh, their music, uh, their um, gigs. I will play parts of their interview and, you know, just share my impressions um, of their performances, and, you know, just a general vibe. So the first artist that I've focused on uh, tonight um, is uh, Vivi Brown, or uh, Vanessa Brown. And Vivi Brown is, um, is a talented British artist, and I really have to be honest here. I was following what's going on with Vivi Brown because I just really liked her presence, and she was also a model. Um, I mean, she still is a model, not as much as she used to be, but when she was younger, she was appearing in the magazines, and now at the age of 28, she's really, really gorgeous. And for me, even more beautiful because there is this deepness that you get with the age, and the beauty from inside is even more important, and this is what I felt um, when I was talking to her and also uh, seeing her on the stage. Vivi Brown used to do the type of music that I didn't really like. I mean, I always felt this woman has more to give. I just didn't think that's totally her. And maybe it was, maybe it was for that time, but I just believe that there must be something more. And I have to say, with her return, 
to the music scene with her current album, the album that I will play tonight and that uh, we talked about. I was just very, very happy. I just felt like, okay, this is the woman that I really want to interview and have in my show. Seeing her Samson video, the first video uh, and the first uh, single from her album, I was just, uh, I was really blown away. The sound was different. The video is the first part of the movie and it was super cool. It was very mysterious. It kind of fitted the whole darkness of the music. And I just felt that Vivi Brown has arrived and I couldn't wait really to hear the rest of the album. So before actually her gig, I received the album from uh, promotion after I got an interview with Vivi and I kept on listening and listening. So I was very excited for this interview. And uh, of course, uh, one of my first questions and uh, something that I had to ask when I start the interview with her is about uh, her beginnings. How did she realize that she's artist, that she wants to do music, that this is her, her call, her profession? And also a bit about the whole, um, you know, she was signed ver at very early age for the record label and then again and then. And now she has her own label and, you know, we talked about everything. And what I really love is actually the chance for me not to tell you the story about the artist, but for the artists themselves to tell you their story. Uh, so we're going to jump in, in an interview. And before that, I'm going to play the first single from her uh, album. Uh, the single is called Samson. And this is the single that brought my interest back to her, uh, her music. So it's a right way to start tonight's show.
realised really young and I always feel slightly nervous to say the point that I knew I wanted to be a musician because it sounds really cheesy but I knew when I was like five and I was playing the piano and I just was really obsessed with the sound and this big brown box which was a piano was just booming this this boomy vibrations of noise and I was just I remember just going on it all the time and just making up little tunes and I, they were only like two notes or three notes but it was a really deep connection from a very young age a really intense fascination um, and an obsession really and I was, I was a really intense child so I took music so seriously it was at times it was slightly odd uh, the dedication that I would put into and um, I just knew from that from then and that I wanted to be a musician I think I got offered a, my first deal when I was 15 and my mum said not to take it to finish education and then I got offered another deal when I was 18 and went wish to LA and met Kanye West and Legend and all those big stars before they were actually released anything and, and then it was the beginning of a very interesting journey um, and second then I got signed again when I was 23 and that's when I brought traveling with the light the light out and finally had some kind of a break and then went to do my second record and decided to scrap it it wasn't right and why what did what did what was the reason? I, I, you know, I spent years and years from a very young age chasing after this ideal of a label, like being signed to a major label. Um, you know, you see all your, your favourite artists have these big deals. And for me, it got to a point when I turned 29, my life changed, my brother had a baby, I was in love, I was in a serious relationship for four years. Um, and realising that I didn't want to chase after that kind of thing anymore and I, I made a record and I listened back to the record and it wasn't right and the thing is I made Travelling Like the Light in 2008 and I toured Travelling Like the Light all the way up to 2012 so five years I had changed so much as a person I'd become a woman I was no longer interested by commercial success I wanted, I was hanging out with a lot more artists from art college. My boyfriend's an art director. So I was getting around 28, 27, 28, 29. I was, I'd never been in the world of artists, like real artists. It, was, it had always been musicians trying to make it and the business and everyone was like flashing and being like, but it was the first time I watched artists make their work and it was nothing there was nothing to do with fame or commercial success or I'd never been interested in fame but I always validated my success by popularity and it was the first time I was like you know what I just I don't I, if it comes it's fantastic it's it's thank you I'm grateful that you love my work and I felt like being in that engine of a major label, it kind of like feeds the ego to, to be like that, to be better than everybody else, to be a star. And I'm a very normal girl and I'm, I like going to the pub and I like doing normal things and I, find that, I just find it strange.
And that's why I decided to set up my own label and make this record. It absolutely makes sense. I think also at the age when you were first time signed, at the beginning, um, the world of music was a bit different. Labels really did matter. Yeah. And I think we're coming into the age where it doesn't matter anymore. Exactly. And uh, it's normal. You change and the time change. Huh? Yeah. The label that existed in, I don't know, like 20 years yeah. ago, that doesn't exist anymore. No. In fact, it just... But what made me realize is, wait a minute, I can do this myself. We, we have an amazing team. We have PR, we have a TV plugger, we have a radio plugger, we have all the same things a label has, but everybody in our team is driven by art. And it's not driven by, oh my God, we didn't get on the radio, or oh my God, it's, if we don't get it, it's fine. It's, there's a piece, a, there's a piece inside of us where we're just, we're proud of this, and we'll push it and we'll see what happens and we won't force it on people. It's we'll organic. Yeah, we'll let people discover it and if they don't like it, that's great. Interesting. That's their opinion, that's part of art. And so it's just different. And Do you have anyone else sign by your label? Not yet. But the, the dream is if this provides a small enough investment to, to put it back into the business. Nothing big. I don't care if it's like massive amounts. So just enough that we would definitely, I'd love to give back to like younger artists, even if just to give them development deals or give them 5,000 euros or pounds to do, I don't know, like five songs or go on tour, whatever, like just yes. as a platform for them.
It's a lot more ethereal and electronic. It's darker. I'm listening to a lot of opera music. I love the knife and fever ray. Uh, factory floor in Bjork. Experimental music. Love the blood battles. Just a lot more like field recording, like going out and like feel like recording a fan or the sound of a train and like going home. Just like just more experimental. Like having no limits. So we, in the studio, it was all of my house. And um, two tracks are live, vocals, one takes, um, with an SM57 mic. And Which ones are those? Uh, nothing Really Matters. Um, and Substitute for Love, more or less. Some of the lyrics are tweaked, but it's very... It just came out and we kind of kept it. I worked with David Kumu. Uh, who did the Jesse Ware record, but I knew him more from The Invisible. Okay. I didn't really know that. When he told me that he did the Jesse Ware record, I started getting nervous. I was like, I'm going to ruin your career. You've like made a massive record and now you're going to work I've got my little label. And, um, and then uh, working, oh, worked with Stahl, a guy called Stahl, a new producer, who's the keyboard player of M83, French, Parisian. Yeah, just it's just been the most liberating spiritual experience and ever. You did all the lyrics and music. Did all the lyrics, did all the melody, top line, some of the stuff I helped produce. Um, all the Dave and Style stuff, that's their work, that's their tracks. And with Style, we would email, we transfer each other tracks. Every morning he'd send me a track and I would send it back, done. We've got like over 80 tracks of just working like that. Um, and are you going to continue creating videos? Or? We've done a short film. Yeah, so Samson is part one of the short film. I don't know if you've seen the Apple music. No, no, I haven't heard. So that's part two. And then we premiere the film at the ICA in London. And then we're trying to find places in New York Paris to, to premiere the film. Um, but the film is an art house-based film. And we shot it in the Lake District. Beautiful landscape. Dorset. And it's an incredible piece. I'm so proud of it. Like, it's directed by me and Jessica Hughes. Um, film students. We work with art film students. And um, it's about the relationship between film and music. So for me, it's really important that kids use film to celebrate music. It's such a three-dimensional medium. It's so beautiful to have there. Well, I have a huge projector in my studio, so whenever I write songs, we always put like YouTube videos up. So like for Substitute for Love, we had loads of like bacteria, and you know how they're all squiggling around. So like sometimes we'll like sing and do ideas with visuals to try and get a feel of it. So we'll find weird, you know, stuff like I don't know, the silly things. Yeah, so that's the film, and then when you buy the um, deluxe album, you can get the film with the album. Okay, and, uh, and what about your uh, fashion? Yes, well, fashion's a massive part of me, I love it. Um, you were also modeling, right? Yeah, I used to model, I still kind of model, less now I'm getting a bit older. But yeah, I'm still involved in fashion, I've got my own business, we're an ethical fashion store, so we work with young designers from fashion colleges. And um, we reinvent, so we'll take second-hand clothing and we'll change it and resell it. And that's really successful, so we're breaking even, finally. So it's like a real business now. 
but for me, fashion has changed so much because with the first album, everything was colourful and 50s and roll, and, and it, it, exactly. it was almost like the fashion took over the music. Um, where this, I'm more into like, I love Japanese culture, I love Izumiyaki, I love Koz. Uh, I like simplicity, minimalism, clean lines, less is more. Uh, so my style has changed a lot. Less gimmicky, uh, more mature, more elegant. Um, and, but I'll always be involved in fashion. I think music and fashion are my babies. And now there's film. Like a full art art Yeah. That's the way we're seeing it. Like when I spoke to the PR, uh, my PR lady, the PR lady, the team, I said, I want this to feel like it's not just an album, but it is a project. And this film needs to be promoted just as if it was an album. Um, so it is a project. And that's how I'm going to see everything that I do. Maybe the next album will do a theatre piece, or a play, and incorporate the album with a play, or just something like that.
and you're listening to Gimme a Beat. So this was one more song from Vivi Brown, actually several songs. After Samson and the uh, first part of an interview, you heard the song The Apple. My favorite song actually from the album. I find it absolutely amazing. And uh, after that, you heard Nothing Really Matters. And uh, second part of an interview. We still have more to come from Vivi Brown, music-wise and interview-wise. But I wanted to remind you that you are still listening to Give Me a Beat and that my name is a DJ Baby Monster. And also to tell you a bit about uh, her performance. I think you can understand now, even if you haven't heard uh, the album. Actually, very important to mention, the album is out. It's a third studio album from Vivi Brown called Samson and Delilah. So uh, if you like what you are hearing in uh, tonight's show, you can actually uh, go and buy the whole album. I think it's absolutely worth it. But as you could hear, uh, there's a whole full art project happening around this album. And the performance that she did in one of the best stages um, of the festival, my favorite stage is uh, the industry stage, the performance was amazing. Um, she had dancers, uh, she had a choreography, the lighting was perfect, the sound was perfect. It was really, really amazing. If you can, please uh, try to find Vivi Brown performing somewhere live and uh, go and check her out. She played several songs from her previous material, but for me, again, <laughs> I'm going to mention, for me personally, it's uncomparable with the music from Samson and Delilah album. Uh, I'm going to continue with the uh, rest of an interview and several songs. You're going to hear it in Genius, and then I can give you more, and after that, uh, Fate. Of course, at the end of the show, you will get uh, the playlist on my page, so no worries about that. And as I said, I'm suggesting that you go and check the whole album.
handle this hairstyle than the previous one. This is wet. Look how long it is. I was saying to the, my, the guy that does my hair that I can't cope. He's going to cut it after this because it just gets trapped in doors and car doors. And, like we went swimming yesterday and I was drowning practically by my own hair. So this is a lot hard. I'm a really low maintenance girl. I think I'm going to just cut it. Just have like a really sharp Japanese looking bowl.
her the first part of the tonight. Give me a beat and my focus on Vivi Brown. I'm bringing a rock and sand uh, festival, festival happening uh, at the end of the summer in Paris. Uh, this year we were partly lucky with the weather, had a beautiful Friday and then Saturday and Sunday were kind of cold and rainy. I mean Sunday was really muddy day but Nothing can stop uh, visitors, attenders of Rock on Seine, and I'm one of them. So I nevertheless enjoyed it. I've been uh, actually coming and reviewing Rock on Seine for years now, and there were times when there was even worse weather than what was this summer. Um, the first part was focused on uh, Vivi Brown. I'm, of course, exploring a female factor on Rock on Seine, while female factor, because Gimme a Beat is part of the ladies first, part of the Frauen radio or a female radio, and we are heavily supported uh, female artists and anything female related. What was really cool in this first part of my show is actually that I had enough time to sit down with Vivi and uh, talk about everything basically from the beginning over the new album and I have to say many of the people from Paris that I know came to check out the concert and uh, none of us was disappointed uh, to to see uh, Vivi Brown live uh, it was really a uh, quite a performance and as I said get the album and try to catch her live somewhere uh, you are of course still listening to Give Me a Beat third Monday of the month and DJ Baby Monster and just in case if you missed tonight's show, uh, as I like to say, there is no way to miss any of Give Me a Beat. Reason being that I'm not only available uh, via Extensive Archive by Radio Laura, uh, but also, and this is probably the best way to follow whatever is happening in uh, Give Me a Beat, the best is to become a fan on a Facebook, www.facebook.com and then slash stop dot give me a beat. And uh, this way you will get all the information, where I'm going, what I'm seeing, what artist I'm interviewing. And then you can follow up uh, just before the radio show is happening. I posted information about the subject of the show and uh, with links to the YouTube uh, videos and, you know, websites of the artists uh, that I interviewed. And um, you can then check it out and see if this is something that you would be interested in. And um, after the show, or a few weeks after the show, I actually podcast the show and I upload it uh, to the website with the podcast and of course this information then you know saying uh, the podcast is now available online I post on the Facebook uh, give me a beat page uh, so you can follow the link and listen to the podcast directly or and this is always the best way you can subscribe to the feed so every time uh, when the podcast is ready and you see this information from me you can just uh, refresh your feed and get the newest version so it's my favorite time of the night when I like to say there is no way to miss any of the give me a beat because I'm supplying you with enough information and different ways uh, to listen to it so you can listen to it whenever is convenient for you if you missed tonight's show or if you want to 
listen to it again. Tonight, uh, I'm uh, continuing with a review of Rock on Sand. Rock on Sand, many of my listeners know, since 2009, I think I missed only one year, but I've been uh, always regular visitor and reviewer of this awesome festival. And the next artist uh, that I had a chance to interview and see also live is the band uh, from California, a female-male duo in the valley below, Angela Gale and Jeffrey Jacob. Really cool guys. I had a really nice chat with them. And before, actually, we had an interview, I saw them live. And this was one of the earliest gigs, but Rock and Sano didn't disappoint. There was enough people in the audience, and it was really cool to see that in the valley below had the crowds uh, to appreciate uh, their music and to, you know, see them live on the stage. In the Valley Below has a really great energy on the stage. It's very intense. It's, it's like a, a sexual dynamic. I even read somewhere, uh, somebody says, it almost feels like you're watching something you shouldn't. But actually, since I really love their debut album, and I already felt this energy in it, like a bit dark and intense and sexual and kind of, in some way, dirty. It was great to see this on the stage and even kind of darker and more sexier. So I really liked it. And uh, I was happy that I got an interview uh, with them because I discovered them just before the festival. And the best thing of all is that the band is going to come uh, to Zurich in November. They're opening uh, act for White Lies. So First, if you're not sure that you will like them, just stick around for a little while to hear the interview and the music from their debut album, The Belt, and I'll give you more information about the gig a bit later. We are in the valley below. And you're listening to Give Me a Beat. You were early show today, but uh, I managed to see you actually, and I, I, there was really fair amount of people for an early show. Yeah. How did yeah. you feel about it? Was it good for you? What is I mean, it was your first show in France, as you said. It was our first show in France, and yes, we were expecting 50 people, so we were very surprised, and it was a very good crowd, so it was fun to play with them. Yeah, I think so. I I think it was really, really good. I think crowd here is actually very good. Yeah, they're very receptive. Yeah. Yeah, I like that, yeah. But, uh, so were you performing before? Uh, This weekend and last weekend we were doing some festivals, yeah. We did Leeds yesterday and uh, Google Pop last week. Festival in Germany, yeah, Highfields. So, yeah, we've been kind of been bouncing around Europe a lot. Okay, so how do you like it performing in Europe? It's Um, fun. Yeah, we like like it a lot, especially (laughs) the festivals. It's way more interesting than the little clubs in LA (laughs) that we've been playing for a long time. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Working on my feeling, breaking down 
down the ceiling, digging up a deep end. Freezing on the beaches, reaching for the sweetest, sweetest peaches. Well, we both moved to LA. I moved there from a small town in Michigan. It's like a cold little town with nothing happening. Uh, sort of following following the dream and the fantasy of Hollywood. Yeah, I moved. I moved there from Memphis, Tennessee. Um, just yeah, trying to be a musician, and uh, so we we met there in LA, just in the music scene. Uh, from playing in different bands and, and playing around town and, and um, was LA everything you expected or more or less? It was I don't know it was everything because everybody said oh it's very crowded there's a lot of traffic and it's kind of dirty and that's all true <laughs> so that was that that was what we expected but and the or sun what shines I expected. every day but this, yeah the weather's very nice and uh, it's not yeah you kind of have to find uh, find your your little corner of the town and kind of make a little home for yourself there. Well, you don't you don't show up and fall into the spotlight. Yeah, that's all we it takes know. Takes a long time. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, that's what you learn. It's a lot of work. And how did you then find find each other? So you were in a different band, and yeah, and I saw I saw Jeffrey performing on stage, and I loved his guitar playing, and I just wanted to to meet him and. I ended up joining the band he was playing in, and then we played in a couple other bands. I played bass and he played guitar in a, in a couple different projects. And we went to South by Southwest one year and just started talking and really got to know who, who each other were. And we're like, wow, we should let's start something fresh and new on our own with all these sounds that we love and see what happens. And we, we mainly did it as a test to ourselves to see if we could write songs as good as the ones we loved, like Peter Gabriel and Phil Collins, and, and see if we could produce them and play the instruments as well in the studio. And it was sort of a challenge for ourselves. We didn't really expect anyone to listen to it. Yeah. And, then, and then what happened? I mean, somebody obviously listened to it. We recorded a few songs and then we like released them ourselves on, on Spotify. and Yeah, someone heard it. Then we started, so we took some meetings and we finished the record and now we're here in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Take it to the monkey He's all 
Yes, but this yep. year you actually played lots of gigs there, right? Yeah, yeah. it's in the valley below. We did. Yeah, we did nine nine shows in three days. So it was a lot. <laughs> but it's, it's a fun challenge. It's almost, it's almost like a uh, sporting event. Yeah, or it's like it's like boot camp. Yeah. It's like training for the army, but, but for musicians, because it's just like, go, 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 Pack go, go. And drink a lot of beer, and then play another show, and then drink more beer, and then play another show. And do you think you want also more audience with that? I think so. What? Yeah, I mean, yeah, some of the shows, there were only 10 people in the crowd, and then some of the shows were very, you know, a lot of people there, so... Uh, we, I think we, we gained some fans, uh, but it's also, it's, you know, there's also industry people there and press people there and stuff, and so you just gotta do as many shows as you can and, and try to spread the word, you know. Yeah, I think I think that's actually very important. What can you say was defining moment for you where you thought, okay, we made it? Like from that moment when you were just creating music for yourself till that moment where you could say. Actually, we're doing something big here, or starting something big. For me, and you, I think, the first goal was to quit our day jobs. And the day that we said, that we could say, I'm done, I quit, that was the dream, that was the day. And I don't know what's next. I mean, everything now we're just grateful for. Yeah. I mean, for me, just <laughs> playing today here was was like, oh wow, this is actually happening. There's a lot of people here. <laughs> I hope I don't screw up. And this is as good as it gets. If we're done after this, that's great. But we want to keep doing it. Yeah.
Molly Below. And you're listening to Give Me a Beat. Tell me about about your name. Of course, it reminds me of the song of Bob Dylan. I mean, we have to touch that. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So is this really what it's all about? Or it has a different meaning for you? Or well, That's actually where the, the idea came from. Um, we wanted to, to create a name. We're on stage and we say, we are in the valley below. It includes everyone, the audience and us. And in the valley below is the place where we go and we write music, it's the place in our minds where we go and we perform. And in the Bob Dylan song, which is an amazing song, he talks about how he, he's, you know, he's going there, he's going in the valley below, but you don't know where and what it is, but you just, you know it's someplace dark and deep. And deep, yeah, and yeah. so, so we're, we're just building that place, we're building on that. That's how it felt today when you were performing, actually. Also, you have a very good energy, like very sexual and intense, but it's very dark, kind of mysterious. <laughs> it really felt like that. Thanks.
another thing, maybe a bit personal. Are you a couple or not? <laughs> well, you know, songwriting is a very intimate thing. And we spend a lot of time together in the van on the road and we get very close. And, but it's just, it's not that simple. I would say sometimes <laughs> yeah. is the best answer. For we that shared question. a bed last night. Oh, we did share a bed last night. Okay, maybe it was a lack of plans. <laughs> <laughs>
idea behind it. Um, you obviously created music together, as I understand. So tell me a bit more about the creative process. Or well, the, in the album, because we like we like listening to to full albums and not just one song at a time. So we wanted to create a whole group of songs that actually fit together and kind of take you on a little journey and, and uh, kind of s sit well together. And so we, we we put the album together with that in mind. Um, but as far as our creative process goes, um, it's a very collaborative process. We, we always uh, work on all the songs together. Uh, whether one of us starts the song, it's always a, a back and forth to, to finish the song. Um, and so we just really want, uh, we wrote a lot of songs and tried, you know, we just picked, picked the, the ones we thought fit together the best and, and the ones that the audience was connecting with live. We tried we tried everything live to see how it felt and, and the, the album was, was the best songs that we thought really worked together. And what about the videos? You had this really cool videos that you did. So what's going to happen? Like, are you going to create more stuff like that? More stories? I hope so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we love, we love, like she was saying, it's, you know, we like taking the audience to a, to a place or, or, or creating that environment. So videos are a great way to do that because obviously it's very visual, so you can show, show the people what, what's going on in your mind. Yeah. Or at least what's going on in our mind. And so, uh, yeah, we love to keep making videos and, and just trying to, uh, you know, express ex what you sing or what you feel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really bring those, bring that to life, uh, the songs. And are you continuing to work with the same director? Oh, he, yeah, he's actually a friend of a, of a friend. So we become friendly with him. So we're definitely. Uh, open to working with him or other directors. It's not like an exclusive... Uh... <laughs> well, that's Laurent, but then John Danovic did the Peaches video. Yeah, we have a video for Peaches, which should okay. be coming out real soon. In Los Angeles, you meet a lot of, uh, not just musicians, but people in the film, you know, aspiring filmmakers and stuff, so... It, yeah, yeah, so it's great to to work with whoever, you know, you come across and keep it casual and creative. And, yeah, not yeah. make a big uh, corporate thing out of it or anything.
what's next for you? Well, we'll be in Switzerland. Yeah, we're coming back to Europe in November. Okay. So I think we're actually playing in... Zurich? Zurich. Yeah. We're supporting White Lies. We are in the valley below. And you're listening to Give Me a Beat. So you could hear the interview uh, with uh, In the Valley Below. And at the end, I wanted to finish with this to tell you uh, that they are indeed uh, performing in Zurich. The gig will be in November, 15th of November, in Complex 457. They are opening acts for uh, White Lies. So I think you better hurry up and get the tickets because... uh, yeah, you get two cool bands in one gig uh, in the valley below and the white lies and only in a few weeks. How cool is that? Unfortunately, I couldn't play the whole album. Their whole album is really good, but I'm limited with the time and I still uh, want to use a bit of a time to play an interview and the music from a third band that I interview on Rock Consent. I hope you enjoy In the Valley Below and I really like uh, them and I'm really hoping to see them hitting really big and continue uh, touring and creating beautiful music together. The third band that I interviewed on Rock and Sand and that I will play in the show tonight is the band called La Femme. Now, the band is called La Femme and there are songs with a female vocal on the album. The album is called Psychotropical Berlin. An interesting thing about this band is actually they were formed for Roxy Jam 2010. Uh, when I was uh, reviewing the festival, but I missed their gig. I think I came a few days later, or that evening I came later, so I didn't see them there. Uh, but it's kind of a funny thing that they formed for that festival a few years after I had a chance to interview them. Now, the, these guys, even though the name is La Femme, and uh, they use different uh, female vocalists on their album, and... Uh, they also have a girl that it's performing with them called Clements. They believe, and this is what you will hear during an interview, they say that actually for them, their master brain and the female vocalists are not that important. Now, in the interview, you will also hear part uh, where I'm talking to a girl that started in the band that is currently creating her solo career, Megan Edwards, or Miss M.E., Miss Me, which kind of proves that the girls that were working with them uh, are actually important. So it could be just a joke, just a gimmicky thing, I don't know. But their gig was still really fun, and uh, their music is still fun. You cannot hate them just for having their opinion. But I will uh, leave you with the interview and the music, and you can decide by listening through a few of their songs from their debut album. You can decide if the female vocalists are just there as a decoration or if they really are making the song. I can tell you during the performance, Clemens took pretty much the show from the guys, even though there may be the mastermind behind the music. So let's hear it. La Femme, the young French band from uh, Biarritz, interview and few songs from their album. And with this, I'm finishing tonight's show. You were listening to Give Me a Beat. My name is DJ Baby Monster, and this is Radio Laura. I'm wishing you good night and till the next time. I really liked your album, but I didn't understand much. Oh, okay. Of course, because it's in French. Um, yeah. but, but I think the beat is really good. 
I don't know, it just seems like fun. It seems like something you can dance on when you travel, in your car, when you're driving down the coast. When you wake up, when you are sad, when you want to toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so there are many options <laughs> yes. out yes. there. Is this album, it's for... Go uh, along. Uh, for you have to take with you for all your life, you know, and for your travel. Okay, leave everything behind and go. Yeah. So tell me a bit about your band. How did you start it? Are you from Biarritz? Yes, okay. I have met Sasha in um, in a school. We have made music together. We was really want to make a big band and make a lot of gigs, festival, and album, mm -hmm. and. Um, few months after the beginning of the band we went to America and we have played some show and when we was come back in France uh, all the French people were saying oh they have played in America I want them I want them so it was cool and after we have recording this album during two years and uh, now uh, it's, it's down and uh, why the name of the band it's a mystery because like the woman and the woman is a mystery
lot of things begin in Roxy Jam because uh, uh, my friend Pandora de Coster was off at Roxy Jam and when she have listened our songs there was like no live, no band but just uh, some song of me and Sasha says wow it's fucking cool uh, I, I will ask uh, for you for make the first part so she have asked to Roxy when Roxy say yes we have say okay now we make the band so we have called our friend and say okay we make the band and we have a big show in uh, three months uh, let's make some gigs and uh, practice and just after Roxy Jam we have met some uh, surfer American people and it's now uh, that the idea came in our head to go in America in California you know because we have seen like some surfer Colin, uh, Cassia and Pandora who was uh, went the first in America and she lot of talk uh, with of, uh, of Americans say come come and when you went to America where did you go? you went to California, California. LA, San Francisco and uh, the Orange Country mm -hmm. yeah, Coney um, Costa Mesa, you know, Oceanside and uh, after Philadelphia and New York San Francisco yeah, she's from uh, California. Oh, you are? Yeah, I live in LA. We okay. have, we have met so I live here now, but yes. I live in LA. Okay, so did you then meet there? Yeah, yeah. because we, we was looking for a, a female singer. And uh, we, 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 uh, the first week it was Pandora de Coster who sing with us. After she was had to go back in France. So we have met her and she was don't speak French but sing with a phonetic. Mm -hmm. I wrote the lyrics down phonetically so it was really funny for them because they Merci. all, they just, I wrote it exactly how it sounded so they got a really big kick out of how it looked, the way that like say, like S-A-Y, like, like literally, and I didn't know a single word of French. And now do you speak French? No. <laughs> no. But you know what you're talking about. Now I have no. a, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know the words of the song now. Ah, uh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Don't test me. <laughs> Did you sing in some other band before? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I play music myself. And now she, 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 she comes here with his, his project. Her project. Her project, uh -huh. So you have your project also? Yes. Mm -hmm. okay, it's so like a long project. time we, yeah. we don't have sing with her, you know. But uh, we, we see us and, and uh, spend some good time together. <laughs> what about your solo project? What's going on there? Um, it's, I'm writing it right now, so it's, mm -hmm. it's in the beginning phases. It's called Miss Me. Okay. Or Madame Moi in, in mm -hmm. French. <laughs> Are you going to sing in French or in English? English for sure. <laughs> okay. English for sure. So you will know exactly what you're like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good yes. Start. That's great. Give me a beat. And I hope you have good time in, in your home, in your car, or in holiday. And uh, let's hear la femme and uh, give me a bit. Yeah. And so, what are you gonna do when she moves to her solo project? Is she going to? Oh, I haven't sang. I haven't sang with them in. Uh, see, we have like, like lots of singers. Yeah. Um, uh, now we have like Clemence in live, and she's the principal singer, and she's always with us on live. But after uh, on the on the record, it's another uh, stuff. We have like a lot of lot of singers and everybody can be a singer, you know. And okay. we don't care. In the last album, you have five singers, you know. Okay. And since the beginning, we have met eight singers, you know. So basically, you are the brain behind the project, exactly. and then you just find the mm -hmm. singers that fulfill whatever you yeah. feel like.
Yeah, we are a casting really? like pop star. Yeah, we, it was so funny. Yeah. What? Do you like and we was like sit and there was a girl. No. Yes, yes. And it was so funny. But yeah, sometimes it's that. Clara, Clara, I have met like that. You know, after a festival, she was cute and she was drunk and na na na. And uh, one moment we have sing on the beach, and I say, oh yeah, I think it's a good voice. And I have seen her like few months after in Paris. And um, I, I was remember that she have a, a cute voice, and we have uh, tried some stuff, and she was, and it was wonderful. Okay. Yeah. So you know, some it's, there is a lot of different uh, way. You know. But tonight sometimes, she will be singing, right? No, she she don't sing with us on stage, but on the recorder. Clémence, we have met her on internet. Clémence. Mm -hmm. It's going to be very complicated oh. to explain who is the singer. <laughs> yes, the but we don't care. It's not important. Il a femme the singer. Yeah, but for me it's important.
So your album, your uh, album that you released in April, I think. Yeah, yes. it's late April. So you worked on it for two years, but um, so why the name? Tell me a bit about the songs. Like, what is it all about? Again, uh, Psycho Tropical Berlin. It's, uh, it's there is a two, two uh, it's fine, a it's, mood yeah but it's uh, it's even if it's like a, a play of game you know because there is a lot of crazy kind of music now like uh, I made a smooth lead tropical acid jazz or stuff like that so true people like to define it was a play of game with, with a play of words with that you know and finally our songs are very psycho very tropical and very Berlin. Berlin is like the, the side, like a art Berliner, you know, like, yes. you know. But after, in the song, there is the first song, uh, Anti-Taxi. It's very simple, it's just a song against uh, the taxi. And it's, it's and the lyrics, it's take the bus, take the bus, anti-taxi. Amour, Amour dans le moto, it's a very uh, Berlin and tropical. And uh, it's talk about some soldiers lose in the jungle. And they are looking for a woman, you know. And finally, they are, how do you imprisoned. They are in jail, yeah, imprisoned in the jungle. Fine, it's like crazy, very bizarre. And uh, pack shot. It's like uh, London, 18, 8, 60, You know, like very old. You are in the station. You have a gun. There is some woman. You know, it's like this atmosphere. And you go in, in the very cold, very north, very east in Siberian uh, Express. You know. Stuff like that. It's like this kind of image, very atmosphere. After you have uh, the, uh, the song La Femme, the woman, and this song talk about La Femme like uh, uh, be careful to the big wine of the north, she come for take you, and uh, ta, ta 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 And it's this song talk about La Femme, and like uh, La Femme is it's a kind of vampire in, in this song, you know. Okay. Is that after Ypsilin, it's like a very um, crazy lyrics it doesn't mean nothing you know like very intellectual and crazy it's very funny Cecil uh, Accord it's talk about suicide and it's uh, a man who are alone in uh, his house and he waiting for uh, a woman he's waiting for the die and he drink wine and there is a fireplace and finally he have some hallucination and there is a girl who come to the fire and say take the cord and kill you take the please kill you and she asked to the boy, to the man to So how do you get all these ideas for songs? Uh, uh, life, uh, culture, history, love, uh, death. And how do you write it? Do you guys sit together? Yeah, together. Sometimes it's just him, sometimes it's just me, you know. And but is it first like lyrics and then music or you do it all? Well, first music, yeah, first. and after lyrics. So what can we expect from you tomorrow? A dick slap. <laughs>